Simplified Chaos, episode 174. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Everybody. Welcome to Simplify Chaos. This is Jillian, and I'm with my husband and co-host, Nick Liz. What's going on, folks? Hope you all are having an amazing week. We've got an- another new episode here for you today, and it's fantastic. <laughs> We're starting our simplification series. So, Jilly, what are we simplifying on Simplified Chaos? There's a lot of simplifying words. On yes. Here. Simplification. Um Today's topic is toys, and even if you're not a parent, this directly relates to adult toys, too, so stay tuned. Not those kind of adult toys. Well, maybe. Well, it could be, yeah. Yeah. They can be overwhelming, too, I suppose. Can be. Depends. I've never owned one, but I would love to hear people who have. (laughs) Well, mail it in, folks. (laughs) Hit us up on the Instagram. Jillian wants to know what kind of toys you're using. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyways, we got off the rails right at the very beginning here. Before we dive into today's episode, we love to show a little gratitude. So, Jilly, what are you grateful for this week? I am grateful for a slow Sunday. I feel like it's pretty common that most of our Sundays seem pretty pretty slow if we're not traveling. But it was kind of nice just to have like an open slate and have the boredom creep in and that open space with question marks like, what am I going to do today? What are we going to do today? And I think that's when stuff you really don't want to do, you have to get done, but stuff that needs to get done. And at the end, you're so glad you're, you did it. For example, um, decluttering some boxes and stuff that was in there. It's not fun work. It can be overwhelming. And, um, we have some boxes in one of our closets with just like old teaching stuff that I wanted to go through that a lot of the things I kind of just threw in my boxes when I was my last day of work. And I haven't really gone through it since then. And then there was some, another box with like old photo albums and like yearbooks and all kinds of things. So I started and I was like getting a little overwhelmed and Lucille was in there too, which doesn't always make it easier when she's in there, like wanting to play with all the things that I'm going through. Um, So I was like, all right, let's take a break and had a nice breather. We, Lucille and I had like a really epic e-bike ride, which was great. Just... It was a beautiful day today. The weather was perfect. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was able to come back to it in the evening time, just put on some jams and like just get it done. And I was able to at least get one box. Like, you know, we have one less box in the closet, which is like a small baby step. And I'm, it felt good, man. After it was done, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go back in here a little bit later, maybe in a couple months when I'm feeling like open to that again and maybe tackle it. But for right now, it is out of sight, out of mind. And I know there's some things that I probably will get rid of again or some more. And Oh, uh, yeah. It, yeah. It was just I'm grateful for the openness of getting the things done that may not be that exciting. But at the end, it leaves a lot more open space in our lives to do what we want to do. So Yeah. That's like me dethatching the yard today. Right. With a rake. I love watching you do Yard a work. little bit of yard work now yeah. that we have people that actually come and mow our lawn because that's the community we live in. 
It's yeah. nice to see you out there doing Just your doing work. a little preparation for the aeration and overseeding that's supposed to happen sometime let's in talk the next about, couple of weeks. Let's talk about overseeding. Well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe after the episode. Oh, maybe. All right. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Nick? What are you grateful for? I am grateful for there actually being fall weather on the first day of fall. Mm. That's not something that's very normal in maryland at least and now that we're in virginia which is a little bit further south but yeah the the weather the last couple of days actually feels like fall like nice crisp evening evenings and you know we're not in the like mid to upper 80s with crazy humidity it actually feels like fall i've had to wear a long sleeve shirt for the first time uh this this season so like it just really happened when it said it was supposed to happen so i'm just really grateful that we're having this nice crisp weather that we've been having yeah and it's flannel season i'm so pumped for flannel yeah. i love me some i think flannel. i i need to get some new flannels because the ones that i have have holes where my elbows are oh that's right you wore that thing to death yeah they, it's gotten six or seven years of good service was that from old navy those were from the gap the gap yeah oh through the gap bougie oh, through the gap i don't think the gap is bougie i, know. I think it's like I was a little bit kidding. higher than old navy well, I mean, that's the progressive. Like Old Navy is the lowest on the chain. Oh, and then, I don't think Old Navy. I feel like it's in between. But they're American, all owned by the same people. I know. But I, to me, it's like in between American Eagle and Old Navy. I think the gap falls in there. It's more affordable, I think, than American Eagle. I mean, I think, well, I mean, we can go down this rabbit <laughs> hole, but I think like American Eagle is definitely more targeted towards the teenage crowd and, and, and young 20-year-olds, you know, college. Whereas Old Navy, I think, is good across the board. Like, you've got families in there and mm-hmm. their stuff like that. And then the same thing with, like, the Gap family and Banana Republic. You know, that's the cream of that's the crop. Bougie. I think Banana Republic. I like me some like... Banana Republic. I know. Didn't you still work there? I did. You were a Banana Republican. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I don't either, but I bet you were really appealing working there. Oh, you know I was. Apparel. Oh, Appealing. You didn't get my joke. No. Peel, oh, banana. banana. I am, okay. It's you were like, just thinking of yourself in your younger years like, yeah, I did look really appealing. I did. <laughs> so I, got, I got a lot of like good music taste out of working at that store too. I didn't even think about that. Oh my goodness. Pros of working at Banana Republic. Yeah. My jams are on jams point. Jams <laughs> are definitely on point there. Good to know. Oh man. That got really down the rabbit this hole. This is fun. This yeah. is things that like I've never heard. So I'm like, you never know. I'll have where to we're tell you go. more about my Banana Republic days. You have to. You have to ask Danny about that. Oh, he and friends. I both worked at the uh, the Banana at the same time. Nice. Yeah. Very I was always, I was always kind of jealous of people who got to work at like apparel stores because deep down, I really wanted to work in an apparel store. I think I applied for Abercrombie and Fitch because they came up to me and asked me, and I was like, oh my god, I've been chosen. Yeah, and- I don't even remember how I got this job <laughs> because like. I think I applied for maybe the Gap or Old Navy. And like, this is when Arundel Mills was first opening up. So like, you basically applied for what whatever, and then they chose where they thought you would fit best. And evidently I dressed to impress. And so they were like, yeah, you go over to Banana. 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 Banana hammock. <laughs> Gosh. Anyways. Let's talk about toys, man. Let's talk about toys. <laughs> um, Kids toys or adults toys, Jilly, or both. Well, if you don't have kids, everything we say just immediately relate to your toys, not just toys that are in the bedroom, like Nick's cars and 
Yeah. Yeah. Bikes. That's where I was going with it, Jill. I don't know what sure you were talking about. You were. I wasn't, but my mind is filthy. So <laughs> let's let's dive into it. I think before um, I was kind of reflecting about this earlier today, and that was great about having a slow Sunday. I could actually have time to like think about what do we want to talk about. Um, what do I think is the most meaningful part of simplifying toys and how can we share that in a concise way? So we're not rambling like a yeah, like we just Republic. did. <laughs> we just did for the last four minutes. It's vital shit. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I think before simplifying anything and this goes to toys, I think it's so important that and we've done this. It's just kind of I don't know how mindfully it was, but we definitely thought about, OK, before simplifying toys, what do we want the purpose of Lucille's toys to be? I think before you declutter or get rid of anything or add anything, whatever the case is, you have to first have the direction. Like, what is the purpose of toys for my daughter? Like, right. why, what do I want, the, what kind of purpose do I want those toys to serve? Or do I want them, you know, just to serve us time and I don't care what they are, I just want them to keep her busy? Um, do I want them to be purposeful? Do I want them to be open-ended? Do I want them to embrace and encourage, you know, curiosity, creativity? So I think before we even started doing anything with their toys, I mean, I had in my mind, like the kind of toys that I want for Lucille. I think when you first are a parent, you think, oh, I'm going to have all these natural wood toys and be Montessori. At least that's what I did. I was like, oh, we're going to have the most beautiful setup because you see these curated houses on Instagram of like wooden rainbows and like, you know, it just looks gorgeous. So in my mind, I think when we first got toys, it was like, that would be really cool if my house looked like that. But ideally we really have not bought one toy for Lucille, No. but we've had this direction in our head so we could guide other people who wanted to gift us That's things. That's correct. So if we didn't have this purpose of what her toys were going to be for her, we would have never been able to guide our parents or other people to help kind of facilitate the kind of, you know, play area we wanted for Lucille. Um, so yeah, I think that was like the first step is, um, we wanted her toys to obviously not just keep her busy. We wanted them to be open-ended for her to have more than one entry point. Like she could build with it or she could pretend to use it for something else. Like there's so many, ways that she could use a toy versus like you know a remote control car or something that makes lots of noise and sounds it's like it only really does one thing um so yeah that was my whole view before like when lucille came into this world and started like manipulating things it was like how can we foster her to like dive deep into toys versus right. versus one and done like super quick like we wanted depth in our toys versus just skimming the surface um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, there, there is definitely, you have to have a plan in place, like in order, if, if you're going to do something like simplifying toys and, and narrowing it down, like you do have to go into a plan and you have to have those, those conversations, um, with ourselves and then with the, the people who, who love Lucille and ultimately want to, you know, make her happy and, and, you know, shower her with, you know, things to, to do. And so, yeah, I mean, it was it was conversations that we had to have, and then like you know, immediately saying you know to um, family, it's just like okay, this is what's in the realm of of you know what we'll I don't want to say what we'll allow, but you know what we would like for Lucille, um, and then you know just kind of reinforcing that message over and over again. 
Yeah. And for our daughter, she's very, very creative. She loves drawing, coloring. So I think it's really easy to kind of help guide our loved ones who want to give and give her actual things. Um, you know, just besides experiences, toys are usually physical. So Mm -hmm. when they do want to give a physical gift, it's usually like, you know, crafts or things that are consumable that she can make. And, um, you know, like things that she can draw on over and over again that can be reused, which is so great. Um, like we have this little drawing tablet that she loves and you can erase it and draw on it whenever you want. Um, but yeah, and I don't, and I'm, I don't know if we should include books in this, but um, books, I don't really consider books toy, but we keep books where her toys are. So right. yeah, they're visible. They're, they're an option. They are. And it, we haven't been like super selective of books and eventually I think we will. Um, but we do keep less of that too. Um, so I guess before we kind of dive into more specifics, cause this is why I wanted to talk about these things in our series is because I want to get to the nitty gritty. Um, I found like this cycle and I just, I love alliteration because I think it's fun. So I found like some words to kind of help simplify this. And I think this is kind of like our process Mm -hmm. if we wanted to label it. Let's do it. Okay. I call it first purpose, like thinking about what the purpose of it is. Purge, purging everything that doesn't fit into your purpose. Prep, like prepping your space to like be simple for your kid or kids and then play and then repeat the cycle depending on what you're child's interests are what you find they're playing with more what do they see they're not interested anymore like definitely paying attention to like how they use the toys i think is a great eye-opener of like is that really serving the purpose that i thought it was or is this really like not exciting at all for my kids so i can definitely let it go right because i think sometimes we have this idea like this will serve the best purpose and then our kid is like (laughs) nah i don't want to do anything with this magical wooden natural toy and i'm like all right crap So let me rethink that and we're just going to purge it or find a new home for it. Yeah. I mean, we're in a, in a stage where we've been able to transition. Like, you know, when a kid is under the age of, let's just say two or even under the age of three, it's just like you get them stuff and try and see what sticks. But as they get older and you see where their interests are, like, it's very easy to kind of narrow down. It's like, okay, she would like something like this. You know, she tends to color or she likes to be creative or and so like when you see those things it's just like okay that you can even direct you know the attention even more um and then just make sure that those things are out and about and and you know easily accessible for for her so that and and not even give her so many options too i know we'll, we'll probably dive into that but like there's there's a limited number of, of of toys that are available to her and it really just kind of you know says okay I have a couple of options. I think I know what I can do with this. And then she takes something and, you know, does something completely amazing with it. And it may not even be what's intended for. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the, the imagination part. really goes wild right there. And it's, it's just awesome to see that kind of thing. Yeah. And I did find a quote from the book that sparked this whole series, um, Simple Parenting, that I just want to like read really quick before we dive in. Sure. Just like why we keep our toys minimal. And I'm not saying you need to have a certain amount or anything. It's like to what you think is best for your kid. But here's the quote. A smaller, more manageable quantity of toys invites deeper play and engagement. An avalanche of toys invites emotional disconnect and a sense of overwhelm. Yeah. And I think sometimes caregivers, parents, loved ones don't think of as toys as disturbing their emotional state or social state of any kind. It's just like, this was going to make the kid happy, but actually it 
an overwhelm of that kind of stimulation can do the opposite effect of what you want it to do. Unless there's a parent there, or caregiver, that's kind of help monitoring that and, you know, simplifying it for the kid, whether that's like rotating toys or putting, mm. you know, or I don't know, there could be other options, but, um, I think that's important too, that if like parents or loved ones who want to buy gifts don't understand why, like you're making these quote unquote rules on what to gift them or sending them like, you know, I know some people send them Amazon lists on like their recommendations. I think it's, it may be important to talk about the reason why the purpose behind you're doing that is just saying that like, you know, these type of toys is what going to spark better development or just make them, you know, emotionally stable. So they're not overwhelmed and can call and too much of one thing can cause so many other catalysts for negative behaviors that we may not want to see in our kids, but it's, people don't think it's like the toys in the environment. They think it's, oh, my kid is just, they just have this and they label it right. as, you know, A, B, and C. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to start with that because I think it's important that people realize, oh, it's not just because we want to have a minimal home and clean and tidy because there's a lot of mess in our home, but it's like mess with the purpose, Yeah, at least I think. And There's um, designated spaces for that stuff. 100%, yeah. Um, yeah, so do you want to get started did you have anything you wanted to do first or do you want me to take the lead go ahead and take the lead and i'll chime in cool toys are your like (laughs) domain like you're with lucille and like you you tend to have like these sparks of uh hey i'm gonna change something up a little bit and then you know lucille just seems to go with it so yeah go ahead and uh lead the way here yeah all right so i kind of already prefaced this but we haven't bought a toy for lucille and i feel very grateful that our loved ones have yeah. listened to us and it probably may be the podcast too, what we talk about, but they have supported Lucille and providing like so many amazing open-ended toys and consumable things for her to enjoy. Yes. So we haven't, I don't think we've bought one gift for her cause we don't include crafts in that, but we haven't bought one toy for her and it's either been gifted, donated to us, or it's been like a childhood toy that we had that right. we keep. Um, And I want to say that there is no guilt from us. I have no guilt now that I'm the mom who doesn't buy my kid toys because I've seen how much happier Lucille is with less. I see her light up with, you know, having one item and can go so many different directions. And like, I love seeing her when she's bored. I may not like the sound of it when she's bored. It's like, (laughs) I'm bored. But just by giving her wait time and then just seeing her come up with her own idea, something that I never would have thought of is like the most magical moments that I just savor. And also being in education for 12 years and seeing what kids look like when they're overstimulated with all the things, I have seen what the opposite does. And it is so blissful. And when you see the kids in action, you're just like jaw dropped because I'm like, how did they come up with that? I would have never thought unless I gave them space and time and let them go deep with something versus just all the things that are colorful and plastic and keep their attention and make loud noises or, um, or flashy. So to say, I feel like the best toys are usually not the flashy ones. PS. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know that we ran in that situation today where she's like, you know, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. And you know, she makes the sounds or whatever. And then it's like, you offer a couple of suggestions and you know, at the, moment they might not seem appealing to her but then the next thing you know like you said like she's like i want to go outside and do chalk and mm-hmm. it's like awesome let's go ahead and go out and that's the i think the other great thing is like 
it does promote like if there's a limited number of toys in there like there's only so much you can do and maybe it fosters like going outside and doing 100%. different activities outside whether it's a nature walk to gather acorns or go outside and do chalk or to ride or scooter so like that's another just you know great thing about it um is that it promotes her not only wanting to stay indoors but to go out outdoors and, and do other things outside yeah that's a good point i never thought about that um i so, got good points yeah, every now and you then do um something that has worked for us another strategy is having mm-hmm. one designated area in the house this is for us this is our perspective so feel free to take it as you will but having one designated area for toys that are open and this is not including like craft stuff it's not including like dress up clothes or books right just letting you guys know um, but we have this shelf underneath our TV and like that's, little cubby kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the one spot that we have where her toys are. And I just did like a decluttering reset and like took some of the toys that, um, I didn't have not seen her play with in a long time, probably because they were buried at the bottom of the bin and that's she didn't right. see it. So I also took out most of the bins and just use the big bins for like Lego blocks or something that there was a lot of that there wasn't multiple tiny things in there. It was like, if you see Lego blocks, you know, there's only Lego blocks in there. Right. So leaving the shelves open and so she can actually see what's presented and available has been amazing, especially not only for play, but for cleanup. It's oh, been yeah. so much easier so easy. because she knows where everything has a home. It's not like where does this little dog go? You know, it could go in that bin or it could go in that bin because it's the hodgepodge of everything. And it does take time. I'm not saying this is easy. I'm saying that it takes time in the beginning and the forefront for the parents to kind of like do what makes sense for them to, for it to be a simple and open for their kid. But like once you start doing it, it just seems to get easier and easier. It becomes habit. And then eventually like Lucille wants to be involved. Like setting up the dinosaur display that we have in one of our shelves. Like I could ask her, where do you think a good home for this would be? And she even brought over some containers. Like, why don't we put this thing in here? So (laughs) it's cool after her seeing me do it multiple times, like she's kind of involved in the process as well, which is like a life skill. I want her to know how to like take care of your things and, you know, curate a space that can display them and show that you love them and we can engage with them. And, you know, I think when there's so much of something, we, we tend not to take as good as care of it. Um, she's definitely starting to learn that, especially like with puzzles and stuff. Like if she's really rough taking them apart after she's put them together, some of them break and, you know, it's, we can either save it by taping it or in some cases it's just missing a, a piece. And so she's starting to learn those kinds of things. And, you know, she wants to make sure that she's able to complete a puzzle and all that stuff. So She's now learning more and more to got to be gentle with things, but we got to take care of our things too. Yeah. And we just started this probably about a month ago. It was my idea. Um, Lucille loves puzzles and she loves board games ever since I brought Candyland home. Oh my goodness. So because these things are so much larger, it was like, where can I house these? So they're all in one spot, but they're not all out because they would be like everywhere because she would do a puzzle. And I'm like, where do I put these (laughs) tiny boxes? Where do I put this big box? And I know she loves them and she does them often. So we turned our linen closet into our puzzle and game closet as well. 
we had open space at the bottom and I thought this would be a great spot for Lucille to access. Yes. Right there at the bottom. She can get out games for when we have game night. She can get out a puzzle and it's hidden nicely. It's not like overcrowded in there right now. I mean, I'm sure it may eventually get that way and we'll have to do the whole purging purpose process again. But for right now, it's like her, her games that she loves and kind of foster like family time and cooperative learning and all the skills those are all in our linen closet right now and it's kind of like out of sight out of mind so that's been kind of nice to have um kind of make that a a co-space for not only like you know towels and sheets but also you know her things as well yeah and and again i i love how you made it super accessible for her she's not asking us to reach up on the top of a shelf to grab something she can just open the door go in and, and pick it up because it's right there on the floor and you know and it's in a nice neat um stackable pile but like she's got <laughs> access to, to anything she wants there puzzles games whatever excuse me and um so i did this recently we do it's funny since i got rid of those fabric some of those fabric bins that we had with a random stuff in it that was in our shelf I had an extra bin since i wasn't using it and i use that as her kind of like toy storage So now I put all of the toys that I think that like were not as open-ended as I thought and I haven't seen her use it in a while or maybe it just, I don't know, it served its life and I don't think it's going to be re-entering in her toy play area again. I put them all in like that little fabric bin and I put it on the top shelf of our extra closet in Nick's office and it's almost like an experiment to see, does she miss it? Mm -hmm. Does she ask about it? And if she doesn't, then it's like kind of my choice. Do I do I think she's going to get reinvigorated and re-excited if I introduce these toys and bring right. it back in and rotate it? Or is this something where I'm like, I think this served its purpose and now I can finally let it go. I think that's more of like the parent's job to kind of make that decision, especially when Lucille's so young. But I will say just like putting that away, like Lucille hasn't asked me about anything. She hasn't said anything. Where is this? Where's that? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm also like paying attention to see like if she mentions it, because then I kind of take note. I'm like, oh, this might be yeah. something that I want to keep around. But doing that, I think, just reinvigorates her with her own things, because it's like when we travel, when we go away, you know, she's sometimes she'll be like, oh, I miss home. But it's really like she misses the things that she has that she's able to access on her own. Right. Um, so it's like this brand new, quote, toy, but it's not really new. It's just something we, you know. Put away. We let hibernate for some time, and then we'll we'll bring the toy back out and see how she feels about it. I mean, we saw that today with some of the books that we had put away about a year ago, and we, as you were cleaning, opened the box, and there's she picked out a couple of books that she was excited to see. So like it was it was awesome, and it's it's like she's getting the book for the first time. Yeah, and so we not only do we have a little area for toy storage, and it's really small; it's nothing like huge, but we also had a pretty big box. Um, like a moving size box, I would say, of books that just, where there's just too much. And it was so funny to see her. She maybe only picked like three books out of that that she wanted to keep. And there were must, like all the rest of them, she's like, I really don't want anymore. And I was just like, really? She's like, yeah. So I think they, we always think they want more, but they may surprise you when they have the choice. So that was kind of mind blowing to me too, that she was just like, yeah, I don't really want that book. And I'm like, interesting. Okay. Um, Not saying that's going to happen for every kid, but just that process was like wow okay um 
So yeah, we do also have, um, like I said, we have that one place in our home that's just for the toys on our shelves. And then Lucille doesn't have it. She does have an area that's designated for just crafts. So that like separates it because she's big into crafts. So she does have a separate area for that. And then she also has kind of like her, I guess, a little library in her closet. Um, so we do keep a couple books with her toys. We try to like change that, but she also has books that we keep in her closet for like bedtime stories yeah. and stuff like that. Um, which I do like having close to the bedroom cause it kind of is like a nice reminder when she goes in her closet that like, Hey, reading's awesome. Reading's fun. Yeah. I mean, that's where like her costumes and stuff are. It's right next to the book. So they're still front and front of mind for her. Like they're there, they're in her other spot. So it's, it's good to have them in both places just to see that that's important. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's probably why I like open shelves so much or like things that are open because it, it makes you always see, you know, your things and like, are they bringing you joy? Like, right. do you want them in your life? Do they spark like the uplifting thoughts you want or whatever you desire in life? Or And I don't want things like buried under things because usually it's, that means that I forgot about it or it maybe wasn't important, as important as I thought it was. Um, but yeah, so her dress up clothes, we, so I did have them hung up in her closet and she is able to reach her closet with a step stool but i realized homegirl really likes dressing up (laughs) and i was making it a lot harder for her by having to go up on the step stool and pull down like all of the things that she wanted all the dresses so i put all of her stuff in an open bin that slides underneath her book so it's like it fits perfectly in there luckily and she's able to access it and i think the most important part that i keep forgetting about is the cleanup is so much easier for her. It's not complicated because she she does not hang up clothes yet. So I'm like, why did I put them there if she's not able to clean it up independently? So just by having a small bin where she can access that and clean it up and it's not super overwhelming, um, I think that has made a world of difference for her as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a world of difference for us too. Oh, I know. Like less work for us, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. I feel like we covered a lot of the... We did. Is there anything you think I missed? No, I mean, I, I think we, we covered all of it. Like it's real simple and easy to do. Not easy, and this, but it, it, it is simple once you get it there. And I think it takes time, not money. That's, That's the right. hardest part about this is that dedication to and patience you need all those things but the great thing is that if you do dedicate the time you will save money and you will save your kids mental health as well plus yours like there's so many benefits of keeping it simple for all of it and knowing that simple isn't boring simple is it brings ease it's not easier but it brings ease to everybody and boredom is good I think Sparks as creativity. a parent, we freak out when there's white space or not something on the schedule and our kids are complaining and they're like, what am I going to do? It's like waiting that out or like giving a couple prompts and then just seeing what happens is just, it's just gold, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, Jill, you got any resources for our listeners today? Yeah, so I found this blog post that was called Intentional Living by Subtraction. Okay. And I just wanted to read... Sounds like what we just talked about. Yeah, and it's it's really good, I think. <laughs> okay, here we go. 
The idea of removing or subtracting to bring about improvement works in many areas of our life. It's very similar to the concept of pruning a bush or a tree to make it stronger and to encourage new growth. While you may be tempted towards making a bunch of improvements or additions in your life, the real secret is to focus. That's a great Steve Jobs quote on the topic. There's a great Steve Jobs quote on the topic that goes like this. People think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on, but that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to the hundred other good ideas that are there. You have to pick carefully. He's right, of course. Being intentional isn't about what you say yes to. It's also about what you say no to. It's not about what you start doing. It's about what you stop doing. Clear away the dead wood, prune the weak branches, and grow. And growth practically takes care of itself. When you focus on removing, let's say, your biggest distractions or your worst habits, you don't get bogged down in a sea of possibilities or a long list of new self-help techniques to try. You're also not overwhelmed by doing too much too soon because removing is much simpler and more robust than adding something to your life. Everyone knows their biggest distraction and is intimately familiar with their worst habits. Until you've taken care of this low-hanging fruit, there's nothing else you need to focus on. And there was something else that wasn't on the blog post, but I had to put it in there because it was about toys. And this is such a really great, simple reminder. Have far fewer toys in your house. Toys are just a small, barely necessary part of what it takes to encourage a childhood filled with wonder. Barely necessary. That's a good reminder. And then they had these three essential ingredients. You need a or one, sorry, (laughs) one, a cozy place to read Two, a fun place to create, build and play. And then three, an outdoor place for physical Mm. play. And I think that simplifies everything. One, a cozy place to read, a fun place to build and create and play. And then just an outdoor place for, for kids to play. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's the same for adults too. It 100% is. Um, so yeah, I, that was kind of long-winded, but it, I just felt like it was right on point. Tremendous it, resource. And that Steve Jobs is uh, wise beyond his years. <laughs> he is. <laughs> was. What? I know. Was. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Had to. I know. You got a quote of the day there, Jilly? I do. What is it? You don't need to start by adding anything to your life. First, subtract. That goes right along with your theme. I love it. I hope so. Yeah. And take action challenges. <laughs> Purpose, purge, prep, play, the repeat. Peas. The peas. The four peas. Yeah. This was fun. I hope this was helpful. Me too. Yeah. You did such a Give good job feedback, because you, you are the queen of this one. I know, but there's always some things that I'm like, did I get everything? So if there's something I missed, y'all, or if there's something you have questions about, let me know. And we can always take a little video of those parts of our house too. I just don't want to put things out there if it's not going to be yeah. beneficial. So reach us out. up on the gram. Share your thoughts. Awesome. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and help to spread the message. You can do this by writing a review or simply by sharing this episode with a friend. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation Conversation leads to action, and action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today, and we will see you again next week. See y'all later.